Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's game day, and I have a surprising revenge angle to tell you about. What's up? It's Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings. Luke Inman isn't here, which means we get to make his bets for him. <laughs> hey, uh, this is Arif Hassan from the Wildlife Substack. Coverage is for losers. And the Vikings will uh, have to face a little pass rush to go with that coverage tonight. It's the Minnesota Football Party. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. Welcome in a game day Thursday on the Minnesota Football Party on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We're super glad you're with us today as we talk Vikings, Eagles, with Arif Hassan, you just met him, Luke Braun, the Lockdown Vikings host, and myself, Sam Ekstrom. You can find us all on X, at Sam Ekstrom for me, at Arif Hassan for Arif, at Luke Braun NFL. Sorry, at Arif Hassan NFL. I don't know what got into me. And uh, at Luke Braun NFL for him. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So much to get to on today's show, which is available on YouTube for free. Subscribe to Locked on Sports Minnesota. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and that includes SiriusXM app, Roku, Amazon Fire as well. Vikings Eagles, what are the toughest tests the Vikings will face tonight? And can they exploit some of these injury issues the Eagles have with very raw replacements? We're also going to be making our week two wagers after a miserable week one across the board. And Ron Johnson will join us later in the show of the Ron Johnson show. Uh, Arif Hassan, it is our first experience uh, watching the Vikings on Amazon Prime. We get the Al Michaels treatment tonight. Uh, are you locked and loaded with your Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah. In fact, I think I'll be on Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> I think Master Tisfatian's doing some pregame stuff, and he invited me on to talk for a little bit. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and one of the requirements, I believe, that Amazon gave me, I don't even know if I'm allowed to discuss that, but is that I have to have an Amazon Prime account to log in, which is weird because the interview's over <laughs> Skype, so that doesn't seem... um like necessary but i'm there already so it doesn't really bother me um it's funny because we don't actually need amazon prime we uh can watch it on fox 9 here locally arif but luke braun you probably need amazon prime yep and i do have it so we're gonna be we're gonna be just fine vikings eagles tonight luke braun what's a test that scares you courtesy of the philadelphia eagles most of it, I don't know. Uh, the Vikings can't protect the ball, and <laughs> they can't, you can't win a game if you can't do that. And guess what? This might be the best team in the NFC. Unless uh, did you the see Patriots them, did you see them against the Patriots? In- it's fine. It's fine. Just make sure. I'm it sure. I'm sure Week One is absolutely indicative of who everyone is. Yeah, I mean that's what happened to the Vikings last year in Week One. Um, they steamrolled <laughs> the Packers, and that's who they turned out to be. And that's exactly what happened in all the rest of their games. No, I. Uh, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, that interior, Fletcher Cox, if he plays against like Austin Schlobin and Ed Ingram, um, it will be a test. I mean, those guys are going to like, that's a mismatch, right? So it's not like testing their skills. Like I don't have any expectations there. It's a test of how well can we hide that? Like in in a sense, every game is a test, but this one is not like, uh, like we, we know what the score is, right? Like we know what the results of the test will be. Yeah, like, and it's going to be more of a test of how can the Vikings make it so the game doesn't come down to that? How can they minimize its impact? Mm -hmm. You you might have said this time last week, well, good thing they're facing him in week two because this rookie, Jalen Carter, he might not really be acclimated yet. He might be kind of a, a, a bit player. Yeah, about that. Eight pressures in 34 pass rush snaps. 34 pass rushing snaps. 34 lining up on both King sides Coles does it again big sack in the fourth quarter i mean he's already killing like one-on-ones 
that you yeah, already so, have to double this rookie. And oh yeah, they've got Jordan they've Davis. Got Jordan and Davis. Maybe you can't Fletcher double Cox. this rookie because they've got Jordan Davis. Um, so this is the Eagles are an instructive lesson in don't think you're that much smarter than the consensus board. Like <laughs> it's like it's all they've been doing is just I, winning against the consensus board, and all these players are very good. Obviously, you know if there's an unknown injury, right, and stuff like that, and the player drops, yeah, was it just off field with all of them? Is that was that? It's got to be that, right? Because it's well, like I mean, you can't I, watch Jalen Carter at Georgia and be like, nah. Like you Army can't be a sensible you, person. You know, you know what the off field was for Jalen Carter. <laughs> Let's like it wasn't like the some secret like oh wow we all found out that there was some off field issue with him. Like no, no like a bunch they, of teams thought he was like a total dick. Like it wasn't yeah. just the driving thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay, so it was, like, it was the, very nobody went to his birthday party. Like I think that's what everybody overthought. The, it's weird because like it the the off field like the discussion about Jalen Carter's off field was so screwy because it was like different stuff right so like initially right. a lot of the off fields like, before any of this 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 racing the car um initially some of the off field stuff was like you know he doesn't like you know, his teammates don't like him and then his teammates were like I what are you talking about we love this dude are you kidding me <laughs> and then the, and and then people were like well okay well that's not it the teammates love him but he doesn't work very hard. And which, you know, at this point, you're just like, well, how much work does he need to like Randy Moss didn't work very hard. <laughs> like, what, what, what level of work do you want? Uh, and then it was, yeah, he got involved in like a deadly car race, which like fair enough. But going forward, how much of that is is that going to be an issue? So I don't know. It was the whole thing. All the Georgia players you, you've got a concern about. Right. Like, I don't want to go out of my way to impugn the way Kirby Smart runs his very successful program. But this seems to be a consistent pattern. Um, there's stuff kind of that people are in front of, like Jalen Carter. There's stuff that people like suspect, like with Devontae Wyatt and George Pickens. There's stuff that people uh, I don't want to name names, but they don't suspect. Right. All of the Georgia guys have this issue. But the problem is. They're good players, not always, but the problem is they're good players, right? Like maybe not Lewisine, but like, yeah, the one, the, the Georgia baller, the Vikings thought they got in, in fairness of all the Georgia defenders, only the Eagles have seemed to have found the good one so far. We'll see if uh, Quay Walker can continue. Um, <laughs> we yeah. might see, maybe tonight. Well, I don't think we will see Keely Ringo tonight. I think it's Josh Joe. It's Josh Joby. Joe. Yeah. I was Joby well, when I was talking to, I think it's Joe. When I was talking to a couple of Eagles beat writers, they were all pretty confident it was Josh Job, which that that is such a deep secondary. My God. And they, they like they were they lost to... some guys. I mean, they lost Marcus Epps from last year and they lost the other good safety. What was his name? Anybody? Uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, safety might not be incredibly deep, but I still feel like the the cornerback group is formidable. I mean, uh... I mean, the, the, so like, I mean, this, this, the backup safeties they have are Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown, which is like not a bad place to be. I and mean, I think Brown is is the one filling in for Blankenship. I would guess, um, but that's that's certainly not a bad place to be. The Vikings most years were not in that good of a spot. Obviously, this year the Vikings are weirdly stacked at safety, but um, most years the Vikings have had worse safety depth than this. This so this is a pretty good place to be. Um, but yeah, you take a look at like what they were doing in the preseason for the Eagles, that cornerback group, just incredible stuff. I mean, Josh Job was playing at a starter level last year as a rookie. Eli Ricks playing at a starter level this year as a rookie, taking starter snaps, you know, in camp as a rookie, like just just and and balling, right? Like he's playing really well and he's like the last guy on the roster. They have really good players that they would have liked to like Zach Mc, uh, McPherson, who I mean, he's on IR, so it's not as if they like cut him, cut him, but like. That was a decision that they were going to have to make is to get, get rid of a guy that they really liked over the past couple of years that played all right from scrimmage, but was like a really great special teamer. Um, they've got cornerbacks on the roster that, I mean, it, it's not saying a lot given the state of, of corner around the league, but probably could start for, you know, like the fifth corner could probably start for three or four teams. Like that's an incredible amount of depth. Now, I think Justin Jefferson's better than all these guys, but, you know. It's yeah, it's more of a long-term thing. Like last year in the Super Bowl, 22 of 22 starters played, which is nuts. Um and they they had that's, a lot of depth too, and they just didn't need it. 
What? But like that's an advantage that plays out in, you know, November and December when everyone's a little bit hurt and then it comes down to, you know, my depth's better than your depth, so my injuries matter less. Um that comes into play a little bit less week two when you know we're talking about ooh, the Eagles are banged up and they're missing like three players. Like it gets a lot maybe worse four. down the stretch for for teams. Maybe yeah, maybe four, but I think yeah. the three are fairly significant because the presumed replacements are all extremely raw. Extremely raw. Yeah, that's a good way. To, um, yeah. Well, except for DeAndre Swift, right? Uh, well, I've seen Rashad Penny is going to get a lot of that work, too. Okay. Um, and I wasn't even really thinking about the Healthy running back. Healthy scratch, immediate backup. I, I love the NFL. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't care about running back, but Blankenship out, Brown in. Join us, Sam. That could be, hey, I'm a convert. <laughs> I don't care about uh, running back. That's a rookie third-round pick who had a decent preseason, has no regular season experience. James Bradbury out. Job in. He's got 23 career snaps. N'Kobe Dean out. And here's my revenge angle that I tease in the open. Christian Ellis. Mm -hmm. Vikings camp body. Christian Ellis from 2021. And this is the hilarious part. He was a Mr. X, right? He's been on the Eagles roster. Say what? Yeah, player X. player X going into the draft like every year. What's that? Uh, the Sports Illustrated thing? Yeah, is it with Jenny Vrentis, I think. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's hilarious that he's been with the Eagles now for three years and his pro football focus picture is still him in a Vikings jersey. Amazing. Um, Phenomenal. But he's got 74 career snaps and he was their loaded, lowest graded defender last week. So I think you might be able to exploit some of those replacement players but again maddox and slay on the outsides those are going to be the toughest guys to to work around and slay maddox is going to stay in the slot i think maddox is going to stay in the slot i think joe is going to just be on the outside fair um which you know whatever on on the eagles offensive side i would posit that brown and smith is an even tougher test than godwin and evans those yes, guys yeah. are just those yeah, guys are just sure. unbelievable. They're interchangeable yeah, sure. slot outside. You know, Brown is probably more of the deep guy, the field stretcher, but Smith can do that to you too. I think this is going to be a really tough night for the second. Yeah, year. I mean, you, you do you do get away with more playing Smith physically, although my understanding is that he's added muscle, which I don't know where to go but up. I don't know what to how to treat that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, if if week one is any indication, we're not going to get a ton of either of those two in the slot, which I think is weird given how effective they can be at various roles as a slot player. It was a lot of Quez Watkins in the slot, but um, like you said, you know, they can they can move around anywhere. You can have them as a split end or a flanker or a slot. You can have them off the line and have like really good releases and stuff like that. Um, I, I I do think like the the concern is. I mean, the, the concern actually with those two is that even though like I would expect the Vikings to just have some coverage holes every week now, uh, just because of the nature of the scheme, um, the goal is to get to the quarterback first. That The bigger problem here is this offensive line is like very good and not just good at blocking. They're phenomenal at communicating. Right. And, which is, I think, going to be kind of an essential fact that that the Vikings are going to have to deal with defensively now. The Patriots defense did all right. And, you know, one could very easily make the argument that they do some similar stuff. But um, I I think that though though Brown and Smith are big concerns and, you know, Byron Murphy's going to have his hands full of figuring out kind of, you know, whoever he's matched up that 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 snap, he's going to figure out how to do that. Um, I am more concerned because I just think those guys are just going to get open. I'm just more concerned about how to prevent that from becoming a huge deal and that's going to be in the Vikings pressure packages. It's tough. So a, we're like super, months. we're pretty lucky that the first opponent was Belichick because he has all the same tools Flores has and kind of gave us a, a dry run of how those tools will play out. And the yeah, Patriots Christian were Gonzalez. able, it's fine. <laughs> well, they were able to get a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, With the, the zero blitz off man coverage thing or middle of field close coverages one or even blitzing out of like three, which is what the Vikings did a lot against Tampa Bay was blitzing into like fire zone on the back end, which is three over three under yeah, um, three deep three under. So 
it feels like, okay, if that's the game plan the Vikings wanted to come out with, that seems like one that works here. Um, and the nice thing about it is it sort sort of like the Bucks, what the Bucks did to the Vikings, where it wasn't really about guys losing pass protection matchups. It was about generating free rushers. And then it doesn't really matter how well the guards play. There's a linebacker coming between them. Yeah, I mean, the the problem is, right, is that the the Vikings will likely have a worse time of determining or of having the best available free rusher, as it were. Because if you've got a good offensive line that communicates very well and a quarterback that understands protections, the free rusher is going to be the outside most guy or least dangerous guy. Maybe it's the furthest back guy, but right. the least dangerous man, right? Um, which is very often the outside most person, but sometimes it's whoever's blitzing from deep. Um, if you've got good communication, that's who is going to be the free rusher. If you've got poor communication, it's not. And the Vikings mm-hmm. sometimes had a problem with that against yep. Bulls. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it's going to be a free rusher, but you want that free rusher to be more dangerous and causing confusion up the middle is a great way to make sure that that you know, free rusher is dangerous. And I expect the Vikings to stunt um, their defensive linemen a little bit more in week two um, than they did in week one. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's going to kind of help enable that as well. Um, So that I think is going to be kind of how to deal with that. But the problem is, you know, there's a lot of responses to like heavy blitz looks, you know, the Vikings very much want you know, people to throw short and then win um, by tackling. But, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Flores defenses have been very good at stopping like the outside run type answer to uh, to blitzes. And the Vikings were very good at stopping the run this last weekend. But I, with the quarterback in the running game, that I think is going to be the primary concern is that when you answer a blitz with a quarterback in the running game, it is just a completely different flavor of um, of, you know, punch counter punch that you're dealing with. Week two parlays coming up after a word from Jace Medical. Uh, We all think that we are invincible at times until something goes amiss. And when that happens, you want to be empowered. You want to be prepared. It could be a matter of life and death. You want to make sure that you and your loved ones are cared for. Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use to give you peace of mind so you're not just hoping you have access to medication. You know that you are secure. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. It is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Promo code locked on for an additional $20 off. We all lost our parlays last week. Remember, we started with 1,000 mythical dollars. The minimum this week is $20. The maximum is 200 Luke Inman was scheduled to be the first picker. He did not send in his parlay as requested. He was given the chance. Therefore, we get to bet for him, and he is first up. So what would be the first Luke Inman leg of his parlay? I do, I do recall 98 and a half receiving yards. (laughs) Okay. All at once. Give it to me again. Go ahead. Arif. Uh, Justin Jefferson over night. Oh, it's 94 and a half, 94 and a half receiving yards. That sounds like a Luke thing. That does sound like a Luke thing. I and JJ. Okay. I went more the, and can you click these Arif and get us the odds? Uh, sure. What's the other leg? So I think that he was very high on Jacksonville last year. If you remember, he was what I was going to say. He bet on the Jaguars. I think we got to go Jags plus three and a half against the Jags. You have to. All right, let me put that in. Uh, It is plus 264. All right. Jags plus three and a half plus 264. Actually, you know, we, we should have done more of a snake style since that's if one of us wanted the Jags. Did any of us want the Jags? I no. wanted the Chiefs, but no. All right. We'll lock I feel it you in. Can still take I'm not mad. The Chiefs. I think it's fun if you have the opposite side. Yeah. Hop a leg. Uh, Braun, you're next, followed by a reef, and then me. And we'll snake uh, this part. Let's take. I certainly prepared for this. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go with 
Raiders Bills over 47. I think we're going to see a bounce back game from the Bills. And uh, I don't think the Raiders are like dreadful on offense or anything like that. We'll see if Devontae Adams plays. I'll take over 47. Arif. Uh, I did say I wanted the Chiefs, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts 50 plus rushing yards. It feels right. 50 plus rushing. Um, I am going to take a different Raiders Bills angle. I think that the Bills in general are going to bounce back. Josh Allen is going to bounce back. Raiders are going cross country. I think the Raiders are frauds. I watched this line change in front of my eyes this morning from seven and a half to eight and a half. So I know the public agrees with me. Eight and a half Bills book it. Is the public agreeing with you like a thing you want? I mean, I just like being supported by the masses. <laughs> I support you, Sam. Thank you. You're the best showrunner the show's ever had. True. High praise. Uh, so in the snake, that would send it back to me, and that means that I can finish my parlay with a Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown. Uh, Dan Campbell basically said that Jameer was going to get more work uh, they wanted to get his. Who feet knows wet what position he'll play this this week? Is that I don't get it. So uh, when uh, he's I positionless, when, yeah, right before oh. uh, right before the season started, they're like, we're going to use Jameer Gibbs in ways that people have never used players. He's gonna he can play any position. It's just going to be crazy. You've never seen a player used like this. And then he like plays just like running back, it's just normal, so, pretty much running back, running back, third down yeah. running back, some swing passes. I think great. he gets more work and I think he scores a touchdown 50 bucks at plus 349 for my parlay. Whew. Uh yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs minus three and a half. Uh Chiefs are I mean the Jaguars are like good. Like Trevor Lawrence is excellent. Calvin Ridley is phenomenal. One of those instances where uh a training camp clip told you actually the thing you needed to know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's an unreal player. Um, but I just, the Jaguars defense is just not there for me. I like Tyson Campbell a lot. That's about it. Um, and I think if it's about Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes, I, I, that's, I'm good taking Mahomes. uh, which uh, you want to know the final wager and the odds, right? So, yes. Yep. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig myself out of the hole that I have now created for myself, which I intended to dig myself out of the hole that you were going to create for me. So this is very good. This is exactly how gambling works. Uh, $200 plus 282. Just keep increasing the wagers. And eventually until it works out. Yeah. Max bets. I love this new reef. Finish it up, Ron. Uh, I will take, nobody took a Jalen hurts prop, right? I did. No, reef did. Oh, you did shoot 50 plus rushing. I I wasn't listening because I was looking at other ones. Uh, can yeah, I take I a passing yards prop with him, or do I have to pick a different player? I would allow it. It's up to Sam. Okay. All right. I'm going to take his passing over 248 and a half. Uh, I think he slices and dices on this piecemeal secondary. All right. So he's going to get over 300 combined yards. Great. Fantastic. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he's going to have a bad game? <laughs> Super Bowl hangover. Ron, what are you betting? Uh, I'll go with 50 because I didn't try very hard on this parlay at all. So I don't expect to win it. Odds. Oh, uh, I just had it in. You didn't even build it? Come on, dude. Plus 273. I did. I just clicked away from the tag. Use the convenient FanDuel parlay builder to construct your bet. All right. Bets are in. And we're all kind of kind of in that plus 250 to plus 350 range. Very even opportunity here. Um, Luke and... We're, I'm sure we built a winning parlay for Luke in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. Is that yeah, like, yeah, like Jefferson's going to be up against Job all game. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought it'd be fun to give Inman like a plus two hundred thousand, just to see, and then if it hits, like he wins, like the whole thing. Yeah, he wins the thing. whole thing for sure. I mean, yeah. I I could see him uh, max betting his way out of a plus 2000 win <laughs> <laughs> somehow <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we'll see if he agree. I'm sure he would have gone Jags in their home hey. opener. I, uh, he also sure. he, he loves us continuing the bit too. So yeah, He'll be I think that's out. more important. It's more important. Yeah, it's all about the bit. Mm-hmm. All right, wait. Uh, wagers are locked in. Uh, I'll tweet those out so we can follow along and cheer. And a lot of it will get decided tonight because we got a Jefferson, a two Hertz. All three of you guys could be out tonight, and then it's just a free tonight. roll with me and the Bills and Jameer Gibbs. If the Vikings are 0-2 tomorrow morning, where does that leave them? Where does that leave them in the context of the season? We all know the stats about 0-2. We all yeah, know the overreaction. Teams don't make the playoffs. The, the, it comes the, with the few instances yeah. where they Not do. what it used really to be. Care. Not what it Not used what to be with that 17th game. Not what he's... <laughs> I, I, I you think... had a very Donald Trump cadence there. <laughs> <laughs> not what it not used what to be. Kind of re- repeated not your. They say your they say zero and two. They times. say zero and two. You're done. You're not done. <laughs> Have you seen the the Trump talks about straws Seinfeld bit? Oh God. No. Well, I'm gonna have to after. And this. I'll text it to you later. Um. um I, I look, th- look. They had they had they lost a game against the Buccaneers that they shouldn't have. The underlying right. metrics were fine. Um. Which doesn't take you know the winner or the loss away, but I, I'm comfortable calling them fraudulent losers after that. I think that that's great. Only um, fair. Yeah, right. You have to, right? So um, you know they lose against the Eagles. Let's say they get boat raced. Short week doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> it's not real. I think you get an zero and two zombie team every like other year about, and I'm and that's with sixteen games. You get like one every other year of the you know, seven, five, six, seven teams that go oh and two, which is obviously not great odds, but it's like been done a bunch. Um, yeah, look, the Lions almost games left. made the it's playoffs a marathon, not a sprint. one in seven, right? Like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Recent Vikings examples would, would show, and this is with Kirk Cousins at, at the helm, so, you know, showing that he's got a little resiliency maybe. The, but the they worst started... thing the Vikings can do is go five and oh. That's what I've learned. That is true. <laughs> um, you don't want the fast start. In fact, a lot of their best years, they started two and two, like the 2017 team, the 2015 team, oh, and two or two and two. But recently, the oh, and two starts have... years play like a big role in a lot of these stories that we're telling. <laughs> <laughs> How did right, the Bucks two... play into 2015? Weirdly, still a rival. It's well, it's just like that they when keep... I was talking about like five and oh, for example, right? Like the one loss that year was the Buccaneers, right? It's oh, just, the 98 team. Yeah. Yeah. I believe the Bucks also handed the Vikings their first loss in 2000 after like a seven or eight no start. Braun, the, um, a historian. The Bucks of that era, because those were the, the Tony Dungy teams, had the Vikings number. Because well, they yeah. were like 100%. at the forefront of using Tampa two, which like yeah. actually worked against that offense. And I, I'm correct. Seven and zero Vikings at Tampa, October 29th, forty one thirteen. Yeah, and when the Vikings Busted. played them in in 2017, I thought that was it. I thought it was like, oh, this is a good demonstration that Case Keenum only a backup quarterback. Um, oh God, holy crap, he killed the Bucks. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually awesome. That was an awesome game. Yeah, that ruled. The and quick note on the 2000 game, I think that's where Randy Moss sprayed the official with the water bottle. Beautiful. That was what in the man. playoffs that year against the Rams. The oh. water bottle? I think so. Regardless, beautiful. Uh, we got to yes. look this one up. We got to look this one up. We do. I, we have I to? I could have sworn really? that was a Bucks game. It was a Bucks game? I'm willing to be what, wrong here. What level I'm also willing to be wrong. All right, Bronze right. Uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore. I hate it in, when this happens, man. I do too. <laughs> this um, is why I didn't participate in the discussion about which which it was. The risk that Braun would end up right. The, the only way to win yeah. is not to play. <laughs> it, in recent years, the Vikings have been one and five, and then battled back to six and six, and zero oh and two, and battled back to be seven and seven. So. See? I, they should they should want to lose. You're right. In in a in a season where we anticipated probably a division race coming down to the final three games, mm-hmm. I think that this does not change any of that. I think you are going to be in a struggle until the end of the season, and you'll probably be teetering on division. You'll have your eye on the division. You'll have the other eye on the wild card. 
and we're going to be scoreboard watching in December. What's new? Yeah, the, the Vikings are going to start 0-2. The Lions are probably going to start 2-0. and And we're going to be like, yeah, the division's ours. You know, it's <laughs> Kings of the North. <laughs> the Lions <laughs> have the same kind of like, all right, how is the rug going to get pulled from under us thing? Yeah. And I feel like starting 2-0 and and then a division rival starts 0-2 and, and then losing the division to that feels like it could be the one. It's you know? perfect. Yeah. Ron Johnson coming streaky, in though. like he can just like throw together six weeks, like a six game winning streak and completely turn the, the complexion of the season around. It's a yeah. long season. Lions have who, who is Jameer Gibbs going to score touchdowns against Seattle. They've got Seattle at home. Packers are at Atlanta at how many games. Atlanta's does favored by the way. They are by a point. Really? How, yeah. <laughs> okay. So they're not taking Jordan Love seriously, but how many Letters games do not does he have to play seriously? Wow. Like yeah. that for us yeah. to take Jordan Love seriously. Is it a month of those games? Two of those games? Uh, I, I, I think, you, well, first of all, I mean, the Atlanta defense has improved pretty tremendously with the addition of Jesse Bates and, you know, that defensive line overhaul. But like, I think we got to wait for the, we got to wait for like a real confirmed good defense before yeah. we're comfortable with Jordan Love. Jordan Love did fine. Like the bears fell apart in front of him. It was, it was a, it was a good game, but it it's wasn't a, it, the, as, as we know, it's a skill to take apart teams. You're supposed to beat the Vikings. Yeah, punish, punish punish mistakes? Yeah. I, don't know, I yeah. was told by Peter no Bukowski that the Jordan love performance was Namath, Marino, Montana, Bray, like all <laughs> which of name. That's really <laughs> important. Which name is <laughs> what drunk Namath hitting on sideline reporters that Namath. Is that uh, the alternative? Alarming. I was more talking about the fact that, like, most of Namath's career, he was broken and injured. Like, hmm. it, like he was not good at playing quarterback for, like, the back half of his career. Fair. I just threw that name out not knowing anything about bad Joe Namath. Yeah. Mar- Marino was always good, though, so it's fair. Yeah. The, the takeaway from that game has to be just to laugh at the Bears. Like that's what's yeah. important here, and we can't lose sight of what's important. We can't. Yeah, it, it's that's uh, spiritually the or we should strive for that. Yeah. And then uh, before we, we get a little to... asterisk by the Packers win, I was like, ah, oh, it was just, a... I mean, come on, we're, we're Vikings. Yeah, if we, we know how to, how to construct the moral to the lions win over the chiefs. Like come on. Rico? We got, we got to put some yeah. asterisks next to the green Bay win over the bears. We, we know how to take a win and not take it seriously. It's all we ever do. <laughs> Ron Johnson coming up here. First reminder to check us out on the Sirius XM app. There are good partners there. Search Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Find the Ron Johnson Show, our team postcasts after every game, and the Minnesota Football Party uh, coming to you Mondays and Thursdays with the full crew. Ron Johnson joining now. He's at 3 Ron Johnson on X, host of the Ron Johnson Show here on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Uh, Ron, good morning. We're talking about the the fear of an O and two start. That's always the the worst case scenario for fan bases. What would be your panic level if the Vikings were O and two? It wouldn't be that high. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like it wouldn't be that. I mean, it's a long season. They went 13 and four. You could lose two and then run off the next couple. Like it, it's one of those things where we talk about early in the season. We knew they're gonna have a tough stretch. Then later in the season. You know, when they get some of these Packers, Bears, Lions games, not to say Lions is easy, um, it might start to matriculate a little bit better for them and start to get a better picture of it. But I wouldn't panic at 0-2. Now, 0-4, then I might be a little nervous. Like if, if it, Or even 0-5. You look at the Chiefs, you look at the Panthers, you look at the uh, Chargers. 0-5, okay, yeah, you can panic. But I feel like the, 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 the Panthers should be a win. Uh, I feel like by then the Brian Flores defense would be a little bit better. We shouldn't have some of these – weird random run off the field penalty things happening um and again i think i honestly feel like the vikings are a team that plays up and down to their competition i think they might have played down to the buccaneers and tonight it's talking about playing up to their competition they'll have to do that better than they did in prime time last year where Mm -hmm. it wasn't even a fair fight uh we talked about this on the ron johnson show earlier in the week but but what does your gut tell you about their ability to bounce back against a really good team uh, well, the good thing is they the, the Eagles have a lot of guys hurt. Uh, they have a couple of DBs hurt. Uh, you know, Fletcher Cox might not play. Um, you know, their linebackers not playing. So, I mean, this is not a bad time to get the Eagles. Even their running back, Kenneth Gangwell, is out as well. So, 
I mean, there's a lot of key pieces to their puzzle for the Eagles that are out. Um, so I think uh, Brian O'Neill said it best. Both teams are on a short week. It's not like it's just the Vikings and the Eagles are coming off a bye. Uh, they're coming off a tough game against the Patriots. So um, I'm, I'm not too worried about that, but I will say playing up to the Eagles, the biggest thing is um, containing Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts gets out there early, like last year, you know, he punched him in the mouth. If he gets out going early, it's going to be a long one. But I think he only had, what, like 170 yards passing last week. So or, or it feels like it was this week. I guess it would be Sunday's the start of the week. So right, yeah. <laughs> um, like this week he had 170. We'll see what he does on Thursday night or tonight. Um, but but I, I feel like when you look at what the Vikings do offensively, I think they do enough. I think there's some things Kevin O'Connell needs to simplify, and I hope maybe on a short week he does it. Maybe that's the key. It's like, hey, we have a short week. I don't have time to install a bunch of crap. Here's the things that we do better than them. Here's my guys that are better than their guys. I think Darius Slay is probably going to want a lot of Justin Jefferson if he can get him. Um, but but I don't know if, if Kevin O'Connell is going to let that happen. I think he's going to move him around in the slot and around the field a bunch and then utilize a guy like Jordan Addison. And so I think that's going to be the key. We're going to see probably a TJ Hawkinson unlocked a little bit tonight because the Eagles got uh, not destroyed, but they got they got hurt a couple of times by the tight end of the uh, Patriots. And that's because Mac Jones is like, look, who else can I throw it to? So I'm going to throw it to the tight end. Um, I think that's where the and the and the, remember too the Eagles gave up some uh, some easy turnovers or sorry got some easy turnovers to get some of those points. So without those turnovers, um, who knows? The Patriots probably win that game. So if the Vikings cannot give them a short field, you know, flip the field when they need to play smart football. This could be one of those Vikings wins on Thursday where everybody's like, wait, you lost to the Bucks and then you beat the Eagles. And honestly, that's what Minnesota sports is about. Yeah. Like it, it, it's been never knowing if the team is good or not. Yeah. Yeah, You never know. Like, like the, the Gophers, when I play, we lost to Ohio university, but then we beat (laughs) Ohio state. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. Zaro world. Like you lose to Ohio university and Dave Dave Zostadel, who I got drafted with with the buck with the, with the uh, Ravens. But that was all they had was like the punter was their top draft pick. Dave Zossado in the fourth round was like the best player on Ohio. That's all everybody talked about is kick and flip the field. He flipped the field, and we lost. I mean, it was like a shootout, but we lost to Ohio University. And then we're like, okay, let's go in and beat Ohio State. Like, what? And that's what I feel like Minnesota sports always finds a way to do. It's like they lose to teams you should beat, and everybody's like, oh, the sky's falling. And then they, like, go beat the world champions. And we're like, wait a minute, what? Who is this team? And – That's where I think the Vikings are right now. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if they can beat the Eagles and and shock us all. All uh, First, I just want to say love the hoodie, especially with the way you got the stripes on the the front of the sleeve. Yeah, the throwback, the hood, the hood itself for those with the back picture. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's killer. It's the the throwback, you know. So so quarter zip, it's a quarter. It zips, you know. Good job, Unreal. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I I was gonna like I, I was gonna feel obligated to talk about the Justin Jefferson stuff, so I'm glad mm-hmm. you got that out of the way to talk about like you know Darius Slay because I really wanted to ask like man how good is Jalen Carter? Oh my god! Yeah, so that's the scary thing about this defensive line. Um, they're they're scary. They are. Um, uh, but this is what they do well. I mean, honestly, it's like it's literally I think what four Georgia Bulldogs or something like that on that defense. Um, when you look at what five. that is, it what five? I think it's. Isn't it right? Because it yeah, because DeAndre Swift is the sixth dog. I think is like one of the things that they were talking about. Oh but, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but on the well, Kobe Dean's defense, not going to be though. there. So yeah, he's, not, he's be, out too. Yeah, Kobe Dean's yeah. out. But when you look so. at this defense and what they do, Jalen Carter, um, you know, year in a year out, they because people keep saying like, oh, they lost in Damagasu, they lost uh, what's his name, um, uh, Linval Joseph, but Limbaugh. then they reloaded, they reloaded mm-hmm. and got some young guys in there. So the defense this is what the Eagles do. They they attack gaps. Uh, Avante Maddox, who's one of their other DBs, they don't know if he's up or down. I think he's going to go, though, it sounds like. I didn't see him on the report. Uh, but when you look at this team, they attack from numerous angles. They use the corners to blitz, similar to the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers, like, this is what's crazy. Antoine Winfield is only, like, his third year, and he has the NFL – or, sorry, the franchise record for sacks. So the fact that the safety already in three years has eclipsed guys like Lynch and all these other guys, Barber – you know, all these top guys they've had 
and he's now the franchise leader in sacks after three I mean, years. How could we have known that Antoine Winfield would be good? I there's I, no way. No, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way his dad played for the Vikings for years, you know, played for <laughs> Ohio State. Uh, there's no way Antoine Winfield like beat Penn State with a couple interceptions at the end of the game. There's no way he beat Fresno State and got his toes down to win that game. Uh, he didn't play in Minnesota for for three years. He didn't go to high school at Eden Prairie. We didn't know. Because uh, he went to high school in Texas. I know he played Eden Prairie youth football with Carter Coughlin and, 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 and Blake Cashman. But, no, there, there was no way we could we could have predicted uh, a guy that his son has the same name as him is possibly going to be a good DB. If not just, like, similar, not even great, just similar to dad. There's no way. No way. We'll just go draft somebody else from TCU. But, you know, that that's that's what our plan was. <laughs> <laughs> do we think that the strip TCU is so great like I mean TCU I, I, I still TCU to me I that that is the great anomaly of like they have never like receiver after receiver that we love from in, for TCU they never do anything and then they went out there they were what 12 in the country or something and they lost to Deion Sanders and yep. Shadur Sanders and Shiloh Sanders and Travis Hunter like come on now like what, what are we doing with TCU uh, Shadur, Shadur that's a different good. question Shadur is really good Oh, uh, that's a different question. That's a different question. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on a tangent about TCU because I said that with Josh Dotson. I've said there was a lot of guys. Like I've never been a fan of TCU receivers. I've never been, you know. But this is not the TCU segment. Um, we, <laughs> sounds like we gotta add one. We gotta add horn, the TCU horn frogs. Hey, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a horn frog. What is a horn frog? What is that? Is that like did, did somebody take a real frog it's, and then like it's a libidinous frog? It? I don't know what to tell you. Like I feel like that was a like a, a biology project at TCU one day, and somebody's like, "Oh, <laughs> I just put horns on this frog, bro." Okay, this is what we are. Then we're horns. That's frogs. who we are now. Yeah, <laughs> that's who we are now. Ferocious. Do you think uh, we gave like Shrek's step, uh, Shrek's father-in-law? That's what a horn frog was. <laughs> like a distant was Shrek a, ancestor, a king with a crown that became a frog. That's your horns, the crown. Like, <laughs> uh, do we think we gave Winfield a strip sack on purpose to honor the classic vibe? I think so. I, I think we gave yeah. him that because his dad was in the building wearing his jersey. Um, I, I think it yeah, was okay, like, you know what? I'm let's make anymore. let's make let's make Rick Spielman feel bad. Like it wasn't our fault. It was Rick Spielman's <laughs> fault. How can I honor and, and show that I'm a better GM than Rick? Hey, NFL scriptwriters, please let Anton Winfield get a strip sack fumble. Um, and then also let him almost blow up Jefferson Jefferson and get an interception. Potentially, if he wasn't trying to kill Justin Jefferson, that's a pick. Like Let's 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 really that, just that is also the Antoine Winfield story, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Speak, speaking of Justin Jefferson and big hits, Ron, did you ever get to like peel back and level someone after an interception the way that Justin Jefferson did? No, unfortunately not. I wish because it looked very fun. Like I, I've that seen that, that that ball almost like if he was actually like thinking about it, he probably could have punched the ball out too, because the guy had no idea Justin was coming on the left. Uh, it, he looked pissed. I will say he ended up leaving his feet because of the collision. Like that's how hard of a hit it was that he lost his helmet and left his feet. I'm glad he didn't launch himself because he might've got a nice little hefty fine for launching and targeting if he hit the guy in the helmet, but it was all shoulder on shoulder crime. Uh, I loved it. It was a great hit, but no, I've never had one of those. I wish I would have. Like we yeah. knew, we knew Jefferson was stronger than he looks like the way he powers through contact. Like, yeah. That touchdown against green bay last year i mean it's just like oh my god this guy has tons of strength but i i hitting a dude is a little bit different than powering through a hit right that was crazy yeah no and just jefferson's gotten i mean if, i don't know if you guys noticed if you go back to his rookie year and look at his body type his legs his arms and you look at him now what what people forget is he was 20 you know that last year in college and so he's just kind of hitting that grown man type of puberty like it's a different like men go through puberty and then they hit grown men puberty you know like that's always what people say like dads versus sons oh, is that uh, why i lost speak. all my hair <laughs> yeah that was your grown man puberty your yeah. hair fell out. i'm looking forward to it but when you when you look at his legs like ben lieber i said it and then ben lieber said it too and i was like man i was just thinking that because ben lieber was like look at his legs like he just looks a little bit stockier now he looks stronger um and and i think that's just part of it like when you hit that 26 27 years old uh you start to think about guys like chad johnson like remember how chad johnson started to look filled out and stronger and you know and he claimed he ate mcdonald's every day i don't know if that's true um, but you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe you gotta eat McDonald's every day to get thick. Well, it's, it's good. It's good for his brand to say weird stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. you know, so Chad Johnson got bigger. Look at Terrell Owens. Same thing with him. He started to get ridiculously cut up. 
Um, and that, it's, it's just part of that growth when you mature in that fourth, fifth, sixth year. Um, the key for Justin Jefferson to is staying healthy because this is that age where as you get bigger, then those muscles with your bones start to hold on more weight. Um, and so that's the thing. I don't think Jordan Addison, I don't think Devontae Smith will ever get that. Like they're always mm-hmm. going to be like what they are, which is like not stick figures, but smaller svelter guys. Um, but Jefferson does have a frame where it looks like he can put on some pounds and some muscle, which I, it looks like it's coming. Addison pulled the Ron Johnson, scored a touchdown in his first game. What'd you think about his oh, yeah. debut? I, I loved it. I think it was great when you see when you see his uh, route, first of all, it was more of just he could have given a little bit more oomph to maybe make the DB freeze, but he realized right away, this guy's staring at Justin Jefferson. I'm going to take the top off, and he ran a perfect – I mean, it was a perfect ball, perfect route. Um, I think that's some of the things that like we were hoping when you look at Jalen Rager in that offense – um, that he sometimes would run the wrong route. Like he would run the post too far across the field or he would run it too straight. And Kirk's like, dude, what are you doing? Like Jordan has and Kirk Cousins look like, look like they're on the same page. I really liked the celebration too. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't super ridiculous. It was kind of laid back and cool, you know, and, and Jefferson was with him with it. And so, you know, and the fact that just Jeff Jefferson had to remind him, I don't know who pointed that out to pick up the ball. Like yeah, he was the first ball. NFL touchdown, pick it up. Uh, Cause if you don't, it's going back like Terrell. You guys seen Terrell, little turtle run through. He's picking that thing up and he's running with it. He's going to put it in the case for somebody else to kick it again. Um, so I'm glad Justin reminded him, like, yo, this is your first one. Make sure you keep this. Um, but what people don't realize, I think like Emmett Smith towards the end of his career kept every single touchdown ball. Like he had like a a big like uh container on the sideline where they would like keep all of his balls. Uh, towards the end and I think he I don't know how many he said he had but I remember Emmett Smith saying that like he kept every almost every single touchdown he scored so hey the NFL is rich keep those balls man because they're worth something yeah they're 20 fine years they're from fine. now yeah especially guys like Justin Jefferson like that catch uh some of his, his first gritty touchdown all that kind of like those things like Tom Brady's last touchdown how much did it go for like six hundred thousand dollars or some crap like that like there's some value to some well, of this the, stuff. The first last touchdown, I think, was for 400. <laughs> <laughs> the first last touchdown. This is your first last dance. Yeah. But uh, well, let's talk because, you know, we talk a little about Addison um, and we talk a little about Hawkinson. But, like, what do you think are, like, the potential X factors? Like, you know, players that people are not paying attention to, whether it's they're good and we just don't talk about them, like, mm-hmm. hey, Ivan Pace, right? Yep. Or, you know, players that are poised to maybe have like a really big game, like a Caleb Evans might be do- like, wh- who do you think might kind of is not a star on the team maybe yet or at all, but is going to be kind of a difference maker for the Vikings? Oh, so in this game, and and again, we don't know health because players can lie about how healthy they really are. I think Josh Metellus, because if you think about Jalen Hurts and you've got like Kenneth that. Gainwell's out sense. now. And we saw three safeties a lot last week. This is another week to do it. Not for the fact of three receivers, for the fact of Jalen Hurts plus the three receivers. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how they employ uh, Josh, or sorry, Josh Allen, Josh Metellus. Because Josh Metellus, um, I'm not going to say he's the blitzer. I think Harrison Smith and Cam Bynum probably are better blitzers because there were some times where Josh Metellus kind of looked like, okay, I know the play, but am I in the right spot? Um, but I feel like Josh Metellus, like that first game, maybe it was a little bit of nerves, just signed a big contract or, you know, extension or whatever. Um, maybe this one he settles in. He's like, OK, I'm a, I'm a starter. Like I'm a guy on this team. Uh, I've done this in college in Michigan. I can do this for Minnesota. So I think he's a guy that can be a disruptor. Uh, I think he's a guy that can be a, like a, a guy that would not allow Jalen Hurts to like hurt. Because, I mean, think about those runs Jalen Hurts had last year against the Vikings. It was because you had guys like Eric Kendricks, nothing against them who weren't as fast. I think Josh Metellus is similar in speed. Um, who was the guy who got caught slipping by Baker Mayfield that should have maybe hit him? Well, Ivan Pace. Pace. And so when yeah, you Pace. think about that, Ivan Pace second-guessed himself about going to hit a quarterback. I, I don't think yeah. Josh Metellus does that. Uh, Josh Metellus is the spy in that situation instead of Pace. I think that's not a first down. I think Josh Metellus fires off right away like, I got to go make this hit. Um, same with Brian Murphy. Byron Murphy, sorry, talking about get your weight up. I, I think this is a game where guys can realize, look, we can't go high on these quarterbacks. Take their legs out. Treat them like running backs. Um, screw that. I know sometimes you want to go high on a quarterback because you want to stop them from throwing the ball. But, like, just hit them in the legs. It'll, it's harder to throw the ball accurately with somebody hitting you in the legs. And so I hope that Byron learned from that. One, you don't need to get your weight up. But don't worry about a stiff arm from a quarterback. Go shoot him out like you would do a running back. 
I think we got to get a score prediction on record. Let's go around the circle. Oh, uh, man, I hate these. Go ahead. <laughs> Kill me every time. Yeah. One Ron, million. Why don't you trillion. kick us off then, Ron? Kick us off. One trillion to seven. <laughs> I like this energy. I hate score predictions. I'm the worst. Like I, I, I be feeling like so great about games, and then all of a sudden it's like 42 to seven. Like what the? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were we all wrong last we week. Like I didn't, did like one person pick the Bucks to win? Did one no, credible no, person? One of those. No. no, nope, not a one. No, nobody. I don't think America. Did anybody in America pick the Bucks to win? Someone on NFL Network did. That was a Buccaneer, but I forget who. Okay. Did the I Bucks? Mean, if he was, it Bucks really I don't think Baker Mayfield picked the Bucks to win. Like, did somebody check his his FanDuel <laughs> slip? <laughs> um, but but the, they did go under, right? The over under, they were under. Yeah, yeah. they definitely yeah, were. Yeah, under. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. So, okay, so here I go. I'll go with this with the Eagles Vikings. I'm gonna be very positive about this. Um, oh, frick, I want to say the Eagles, but I want to say like 17 to 14. Like, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring Thursday night game. I think it's going to be like a sloppy field goal or like a 15 to 14, like three field goals. But it could be 14-15 Vikings. Five field goals, Vikings win, the defense holds Jalen Hurst to two touchdowns. And then maybe at the end, or like 15 to 13, like the 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 Bucks, the Eagles got to go for two at the end to try to tie the game up, and they can't do it. 15 to 13 Vikings. Building a whole story, man. I like we it. need uh we need Jerry Burns to come rip Bob Schnelker or defend <laughs> Bob Schnelker after that that one. Um Luke Braun, what do you think? Uh Thursday night football unders, right? Over under is 48 and a half. I actually kind of wish I had taken that. Pretty high. <laughs> yeah. our, That's really high for Thursday. Uh 20 to 20 tie. I don't care. Can you tie? Oh, you can tie in the regular season. Yeah, you can, okay. especially yeah. with ten minute overtime. Twenty to twenty. It's going to be a weird game. What's the le- What's the thing we least expect? Right. That's what the Vikings always do. Yeah. Uh, twenty six. Twenty tie. Twenty six. Twenty four. Eagles. Heartbreaker. Jake Elliott last second field goal. Mm. Uh, twenty seven. Twenty one. Eagles. Technically a one score game, but it's not going to feel like it. Uh, let's get let's let's <laughs> garbage get better next time week, touchdown. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Backdoor cover. That would be yeah. a great backdoor. backdoor cover. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Vikings backdoor <laughs> cover, um, and then and then you know ten days to actually get good at football to play the Chargers. There you go. All right, we're all on record. Uh, Ron Johnson hosts the Ron Johnson Show at Three Ron Johnson on X. Catch him on the pregame show on uh, the channel that we can watch tonight, Fox Nine. So and I, I got a question for you guys yeah. next week's show. We'll talk about this, Justin Herbert. So think about that for next week. How excited are you guys to see him play football? He's just a social media quarterback, according to me. So I'm excited. <laughs> That'll be good. That, some really fun opponents in this early season, which it I is Patrick Mahomes. I hope Jackson yeah. Mahomes is not allowed in Minnesota. Please keep him out of Minnesota. Nobody wants to see a TikTok yeah. in U.S. Bank Stadium. Like nobody yeah, there's be some kind of probation. There's never That's been a bad TikTok news in for US you, Bank Rob. Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. Well, that's our show for today. Ron Johnson, big thanks to him. Luke Braun, Arif Hassan. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk about it all on the Friday roundtable tomorrow morning. Ron Johnson hosting. Luke Inman might be back from his trip. We'll see. I'll be on that show as well, talking Vikes Eagles tomorrow on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Until then, so long. <laughs>